Welcome to the Prosperity Gap, where we discuss the financial gap that exists between you and your retirement. It's time to bridge that gap. Hello, Prosperity Nation. Dave Hall, the Prosperity Guy. Welcome to the show. Very excited to be here again talking about your retirement and how you can eliminate the various risks in your retirement. If you have not done so yet, go to my website, get signed up for our Getting Safely Through Retirement course. Here you're going to learn about the top 10 financial risks facing your retirement, as well as get five strategies that you can use to help you eliminate these risks during those retirement years. At some point in our lives, most of us have signed up for a gym membership. Problem is, very few of us have ended up using this membership. It was back in the 1980s when gyms first realized that they could charge a substantial amount of money each month, get people on a payment plan, they would continue to pay these amounts and really never use the gym. It's been a wonderful business model for most gyms out there because they've got about 60 to 70% of people paying for their service that are never using it. So it's all those people who are never using the gym that are paying for those who are there using the gym on a daily basis. When we look at this, sometimes it can get very frustrating. In fact, what we find is that many businesses are going to this model. We have a number of companies now that are setting themselves up with a payment model. In fact, it seems like we're at a point that you can't hardly buy anything anymore. You've got to just make monthly payments on it. Well, why do I bring up this story? Because when we look at our retirement accounts and we look at our 401ks, unfortunately, many of you are treating your 401k like a gym membership. In fact, 401ks came about back in 1978. And since that time, people have not been maximizing the benefits that these 401ks offer. As a result, there's a couple of risks that you're going to face with these 401k accounts. Today, we want to talk about those risks. But before we do, let's go ahead and take a moment for a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Retirement Risk Advisors. If you are tired of worrying about the risks and uncertainties facing your retirement, then you need to reach out and let the professionals at Retirement Risk Advisors give you a hand. To learn more about their services and how they can help you get to a more safe and secure retirement, go to www.retirementriskadvisors.com. As I mentioned today, I want to talk about 401ks. Now, when we look at them on the surface, they seem like a great thing for retirees to have available and for those that are in their working years going into retirement, for them to be able to have something to contribute into. And they are. And they were brought about back in the 1970s, 1978, First 401k was brought about, and from that point forward, people have been contributing into these plans. Problem is, though, is we are not taking advantage of these. What we find is that even though 59% of America has access to these plans, only about 32% are investing into them. Not quite as bad as the gym, where you've got about 70% of people not using the plan. Here you've got a situation where you have almost half of the people not taking advantage of the plan that is set up for them. And it's very interesting for me because one of the complaints that I often get from people is why do they have such low limits on IRAs? Why are they not higher like the 401k is? Well, what we find when we look across the spectrum of the United States is that people are not even putting enough money into these 401ks to get above the IRA limit. And this is the first risk that we have the risk that we're not maximizing the benefits that our 401k has to offer, that we're not taking advantage of the limits that they're allowing us to contribute into. Currently, the top limit for a 
401k is $19,500. If you're age 50 or older, you can put an additional $6,500 in as a catch-up contribution for a total of $26,000. Yet the average person is putting less than $5,000 a year into these plans. And many people are putting zero and others are putting one or 2,000. What does that mean? That means that with your standard IRA that's got a 6,000 contribution limit and a $1,000 catch-up once you hit age 50, what we find is that people are not even exceeding these limits. So it is something that we've got to look at. If you've got a 401k, definitely want to make sure you're taking advantage of the match. We've got about 20% of the population that's not even doing that. You've got a match out there where you're able to get free money from your employer, nothing else like it in the country where someone's saying, look, all you've got to do is invest in yourself. We're going to match that. And yet 20% of the people are not even taking advantage of that opportunity. You don't want to miss out on it. Now, whether you go up to the limit inside of your 401k, that's really going to be up to you and your advisor. Oftentimes we will recommend people don't fully fund these because of what we'll talk about here in a minute when we talk about the second risk, but that they put the money elsewhere. We're not telling people not to invest. What we're saying is there may be better options for you out there to put your money into, but it's going to be an individual facts and circumstance situation. Definitely a point where it's going to come down to individual planning. Please take advantage of what's available. If you are one of the 59% of Americans who has access to a 401k, please take advantage of the benefits that are there. Get the money in there. Try to put as much as you can. You see many financial advisors out there who are telling you that you should put about 10% of your income into these plans. What we're finding is it may need to be even more than this. Other recommendation, make sure you're taking advantage of the Roth option if you have one. They're becoming more and more popular. We're seeing a situation where we're at historically low tax rates. Tax rates are expected to go up in the future. The Roth option can provide you an opportunity to get the money in now at these historically low tax rates so you can save substantial money in the future. Now, the second risk that we have with these 401ks, and it becomes a big issue for those who are putting money into the accounts, is people are not diversifying out their portfolios inside of here. Unfortunately, what we're finding is that people are putting the money in there, many times even just leaving it in the money market account that the 401k offers, making at this point maybe a quarter percent, maybe less than that of interest each year. Inflation's somewhere around 3%. This year, maybe as high as 4 or 5%. We're seeing a period of time where we've got some hyperinflation, but yet people are not allocating their assets out of that fund. Money gets in there, they don't look at it again, they ignore it, and what they find is years later, their account is not growing like it should. Very important, if you're putting a 401k together, that you pay attention to what's going on inside of your asset portfolio. Now, I'm not here to tell you you should be day trading inside of your 401k account, but I am telling you that there are options for you to make sure you're getting ready to return that will allow you over time to get where you want to be in retirement. One of the things that many 401k companies are doing now is they are creating target funds. And I am not against these at all. What they're saying is if you're age 30, this is the fund that you should invest in to be able to have the assets you want and to have the risk tolerance that you should have for retirement at age 65 or age 70, whatever the case may be. If you're age 40, this is the asset mix you should be investing into. They're trying to make it easier, but it is very important that you diversify out. Another thing you may want to look at if you have the opportunity is looking at things like self-directed accounts. 
If you've got all of your retirement assets inside of a 401k, inside of the stock market, and it allows you to take in-service distributions, you may want to look at moving that money into a self-directed account to where you can diversify even further. Maybe you want to get into real estate. Maybe you want to get into things like gold, silver, bullion, whatever the case may be. For some of you, cryptocurrency. I'm not a fan of it. I'd see that there could be substantial issues, but hey, if it works for you, it's something you want to invest in, definitely have the freedom to go ahead and do that. Another big problem with those 401ks is that, that we've got most of our assets inside of here for many retirees. They need to have some better diversification. Take advantage of the opportunities you have available. Some of you are going to have your hands locked. Some of you are not going to be able to do much. You may not have in-service distributions. You may not have Roth options. That's okay. Look at your investment options that are out there. Maybe you want to take some of that money and set it aside yourself into IRA accounts that will allow you to have more freedom once you've reached the match. Entirely up to you how you handle it, but there is a lot of opportunity and a lot of option out there for where you can put your money. The, the 401k is not the only option, but you still should be putting enough money in to get to the maximums, to be able to take advantage of what the 401k offers, whether it's through that plan or through other investments, we want you to be able to have the resources you need. Federal government's going to tell you that you should have about $375,000 when you retire. That's not enough for most people. What we find, though, unfortunately, is that the average amount people have saved for retirement's just right around 50,000, way less. Again, if you've got 50,000 at age 65, what you realize is these people have been putting very little in there each year. When we look at the 401k contributions, IRA contributions, life insurance contributions, whatever the case may be for the retirement. Prosperity Nation, take advantage of the resources you have available to you. If you have a 401k, get the advice you need to be able to contribute the right amount Make sure it's diversified in the way that it should be. If you don't, look at those IRA accounts, life insurance, retirement accounts, annuities, Roth accounts, whatever the case may be that's going to work for you. If you need help planning all this out, all you've got to do is go to my website where we'll link you up with one of our certified advisors who will not only create one plan for you, but they will create three different plans that you can use to analyze where you're at in your retirement. First one's going to be as if you never met us. What would happen if the assets were left where they were, the income came off those assets? Then we stress the plan and say, what if you'd never met us, but all of these stresses hit your plan? Taxes go up. You have market risk. You take too much money out. What effect is that going to have? And then the third one we put together showing what happens when we stress test it, use our strategies, how can we make that retirement look better? And then there's a roadmap for you to follow to help you use to get to the safe and secure retirement you're looking for. Go to my website, theprosperityguy.com. Here you can get signed up for that no-fee strategy session so you can start learning how we can help you eliminate the risk facing your retirement. Prosperity Nation, it is time for questions and answers with our producer, C.R. Talene. C.R., welcome to the show. Oh, sorry, Dave. I'm on the road. Is it hard to hear me? Wow. I was wondering what was going on there. Yes, that is crazy. Woo. I'm trying to see if I could get a nice horn for you, you know, as we go through. Yeah, I'm sure you've got some semis out there if you're on the freeway. Let, let me see if I can get one of them to honk for you here. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs> 
man, they're loving this show. I, I bet they're listening right now. Yeah, you've got a big sign on your car there. Just tune in to the, the Prosperity Gap, getting everybody connected with what we're talking about here on a retirement side. Yeah, exactly. As I'm trying to get to the new studio, that's the big thing. So are you going to rename the new studio? That's my question. Well, I'm hoping to have the word orange in it uh, because, again, we're you know we're in Georgia country. Everything's red and black. And I, my wife said, please, please don't wear orange as much or maybe not show it everywhere. And I said, but I really need more orange now that I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, it should be very interesting for you. I know when you look at those schools, there's a lot of passion behind each of them should be a unique experience. I'm sure you'll get lots of comments out in public if you've got a orange Tennessee Vol shirt on. Dave, I, I do have to tell you, one of the employees we have that works for one of the other companies, I asked him about where he lives. He lives down in Alabama. And I said, well, who do you cheer for? And he said, I cheer for Navy. And I said, well, that's weird because they're, they're way up in Annapolis, Maryland, and you're down here in Auburn. He goes, let me tell you the secret. If I put an Alabama flag or an Auburn flag up, I will literally have people who will not come see me because they see the other flag. So if I pick Navy, I'm safe. Sounds like a great plan. I know growing up, I was raised in Southern Utah, as you know. I was a Laker fan. Basketball was my thing. Most people in Utah were jazz fans. Always created some interesting arguments, some interesting discussions as we all tried to support our teams and what we were doing. So yeah, I like his idea. Just pick a random team out there that nobody really cares about. And that's what I had here in Southern Utah for years. Now I'm going right into the thick of the SEC and now everyone's going to be like, whoa, we can't even eat with you if you're wearing that color. <laughs> well, just give them some bread, drop it off at their house, tell them uh, that they can come anytime and you're welcome to have them and just talk something else besides football or sports. Yeah. Well, Dave, tell me how the Tennessee life is. So I know your your kids have all been back to school, which is crazy because I, I don't have any kids at home, so it's different for me, but I'm curious to see how, how the school life is. Yeah, life is super exciting. We've got our daughter and son-in-law that are coming here soon to where they're going to be able to meet our adopted daughter, the one we're adopting here for the first time. They will be here. We've got one of our older, our oldest son. He's here as well for a few more days. But uh, it's crazy. I mean, it's good to have the kids back in school. The schools uh, here got a great school system. Very happy for the education they're getting. Little less, little different here still being by myself. As we go throughout the day, my wife's busy with other things or maybe at the school with my daughter. Kind of weird to have the house to myself again. Yeah, I think it's going to be exciting for you to have that. Uh, it's kind of like me. We have that whole new refreshing look on life as we're changing and doing those. And I think with you having that ability to have the kids kind of go do their own thing and you have that ability to be home again, it's always fun to have that that reconnection. It is. And it's good to get the kids back in school. That's something that I wish the government would change. I know there's areas that have done it. Summer's too long for a lot of these kids. I would much rather see longer breaks during the school year, have them not be out so long during the summertime, be able to stay engaged. Now, other people do a great job of taking care of their kids during the summer. I've never been that guy. We, we have a struggle keeping them active and involved as we'd like them to be. Well, Dave, before I get on to my questions, let's see if I can get one more of these truckers to give you some love as we head and out. Okay. Nope, he, he wasn't ready to honk for us. <laughs> oh, oh, the world we there, live in. There he goes. <laughs> well, well, Dave, I've got three awesome questions for you, and I want to start with Pamela. Uh, her question was uh, actually really great for me to, to review, but she's saying, please give me an example of why the order of liquidation matters. The biggest reason that it matters is because they've proven through – 
study and using these analytical processes that you can get potentially millions of dollars, but if not hundreds of thousands, for those of you that have a nice nest egg for your retirement, you can extend the amount that you have available by using the order liquidations that the computer and the algorithms use. So it becomes a great opportunity for you to expand those assets that you may spend down at the wrong time. And again, we're trying to maximize tax rates, trying to maximize interest rates, other things that you're you're facing. If we can do that correctly, we can make those assets last longer. Dave, the reason I like this question is because I don't always throw the easiest questions to you. And I think a lot of times we get people like Pamela that are almost in the point by saying, prove it to me, prove why these, these uh, different retirement strategies work. And I really like that some people are coming and asking because that means they're learning and they really want to get better. Absolutely. And what I love about what we do, CR, is it's all proven by math and science. There's nothing that we do that can't be proven through math and science. So it's not like we're out there just trying to give people hypotheticals. In fact, we had a situation the other day that someone came in and they paid us to do a plan. We went through, we put it all together, and they got to the end of the meeting and they're like, we're pretty discouraged. They're like, what, what are you talking about? You, you've got money here. It's going to last for most of your retirement. So as we went to another advisor, they told us we were going to have millions of more dollars than what you're showing us. Well, as we got talking to them, they were using unrealistic rates of return. They weren't putting inflation in. They weren't taking into consideration higher taxes. You look at all these things and it's like, yeah, your retirement did look great, but the chances of that retirement ever panning out for you, pretty minimal, pretty slim. Our side, look, if we can get you through with all these risks, if everything works out better, great. You don't have to worry about it because we put in the minimum the minimum area that you've got to have. We've made it last in that situation. Everything else is just gravy on top. David, it, is, it has to be really complicated to work in the retirement area where you're projecting what's going to happen or projecting what could happen, you know, 20, 30 years, because by the time they hit that point, you're gone. You're not even part of that anymore. But what you're doing is you're trying to help them eliminate these risks instead of projecting something that says, ah, you're probably going to get here. You're really trying to make sure that they have, they have stable income and it's not something that they're hoping that they're going to have just in their bank once they get there. You're exactly right. And we offer one guarantee and that guarantee is your plan is going to be different than what we lay out. It's just going to happen. Something's going to change. Something's going to be different. We are trying to give you the best situation and we believe we do a good job of that. But CR, can you imagine going through and being an advisor that's just trying to maximize everything out? saying, oh, if you get 8% total over this, even though interest rates right now are at a quarter percent, if we just estimate inflation to be a percentage of it and a half, even though we have hyperinflation right now, if we don't estimate you ever having a market loss, even though we all expect it happening, run that retirement and convincing someone that that's what the retirement's going to be. And then walking out of that meeting with them feeling great and on cloud nine and you in the background going, Pfft, there's no way in the world that's ever going to happen, but uh, sure made them feel good about themselves. That's so true. Well, Dave, let me get over to Michelle's question. Uh, and I liked her question as well. All these questions I really like, but she's saying, how do we make sure that the unused funds go to our beneficiaries at death rather than the annuity company? It depends on how you structure it. So you've got to look at it to where you're building a asset-based annuity versus an income stream annuity. Now, if you're looking at income stream only, most of these products are structured now to where you would get the money back you put in. 
you ended up putting half million dollars into there, you would be able to take that out. If you passed away before then, you got hit by one of those trucks that's going by CR on the freeway there, end up losing your life, unfortunately, you would your beneficiaries would get the difference between what you received and what you had paid into the product. But when we look at it on a overall standpoint, you've really got to figure out what it is you're trying to accomplish. Because if you are at a point where you're just looking at higher income streams, you're going to sacrifice some assets that your beneficiaries would have. But it's all governed by the annuity policy. So they're going to tell you before you ever sign on the bottom line what will happen with any remaining assets and what the rules are that you're subjecting yourself to. Dave, have you met with other people that have come from other financial advisors that uh, maybe they're not educated enough or maybe they're just signing documents because that's just what they were handed and they don't realize as they're doing this that these annuities uh, maybe are set up incorrectly or set up differently? We see it happen and it could happen with any of us, could happen even with ourselves. You, you think you do a great job of explaining things. You think you do a great job of going through the details of the products. And there's times where people don't understand at the level that you think they do. Maybe they've even verbally agreed. Yes, I understand it. But in their minds, they're going, ah, it really didn't make sense to me. So, so I'm a little careful to blame advisors when we look at it from that side. But I do see it happen all the time. And it's something that we're trying to solve. We're trying to get more education because you're right, CR, when we look at even many of our classes, we'll have someone that we've taught a, a concept and then they go to one of our classes, the light bulb comes on, all of a sudden they're sending an email going, hey, Dave, I thought I understood this. Uh, this is what I thought. Is this reality of how it works? And you're like, yes, absolutely. We thought that's how we'd explained it, but obviously it didn't come through that way. So we do see it. We've got to be careful when we're going through. The more you can solidify the concepts we teach with other education from for the platforms we offer, it's going to help you make sure you really understand what you should be doing and how these various aspects of your retirement are going to work. And Dave, I bring that up because you brought up another valid point with that is not everything we're going to do is going to be perfect, not on our side or other financial advisors. But the point of what we're trying to do is make sure you have the proper education. So when it comes to that decision making, you're hopefully able to understand a lot better because I've, I've sat down with, with other planners and other things in my life. And by the time I get done, I'm so confused. I'm just saying, where do I sign or, or what do I do? Because it's even like life insurance. I've had many conversations I get through and I asked them when I was first new, well, what do you recommend? And they said, oh, just, just pick this. Well, those are great for the time, but everything changes, life changes. And we want to make sure that what we're really focusing on is like you've brought up a, a thousand times as we're trying to eliminate these risks. And that's the priority right now. And there's really two things, CR, that people need to really take into consideration. And one of them is a question that I would definitely ask any financial advisor out there. And that question is, are you investing in the same thing that you're recommending I invest in? What, what's your investment strategy? Are you even using these same products? Now, they can lie to you because what we find is 96% of financial advisors don't even invest in the same products their, their clients do. The other thing is the education that they have. What level of education? because it's what we don't know oftentimes as advisors that can become the problem. It's not what we know. See, people get into the industry all the time. I want to help people. I want to be able to teach them about retirement. But if they've been in the industry a short time and haven't learned all the secrets, all the strategies that are out there, they may be giving you bad advice, not even knowing it, thinking that they're giving you the best advice ever, but they just don't know enough yet to be able to give you the advice that you need. 
Well, Dave, I've got one more question before I've got to get back on the road and finish up my trip here so we can start recording in the new studio next week. Uh, Cynthia is asking, once you have started taking benefits, does Social Security ever relook at what your benefits will be or how much you pay for Medicare? Social Security itself is never going to relook at your benefits to your your satisfaction, what you're trying to accomplish. You you do all of Social Security on your own. Social Security is not there to guide you in any decisions that you make. Now, there's other third parties that may guide you if you're meeting with a planner that understands it, that's going to guide it. Now, if you have issues where your income gets too high, that you have Medicare add-ons where you're subject to the additional premiums you'd have to pay for Medicare. Yeah, they'll look at that because they're using your tax returns or using computer systems to figure it out. But please don't expect the government from Social Security, Medicare, any of these programs to be the ones reaching out to you, trying to help you maximize your benefits because it's just not going to happen. Dave, do you get a lot of questions about Social Security? I mean, is that kind of your main topic when you talk about retirement first or, or what is the main focus? It is one of the top. There are two areas that I've noticed when we look at it. Now, if we're teaching on a given topic like Medicare, going to get a ton of questions on it. But when we just teach overall retirement planning, find two areas where people have a ton of questions. One, Social Security. Other one is Roth conversions. We're talking about uh, moving money during the period of time where we've got these historically low taxes used to be a time there were only a few of us out there tooting this horn that we're talking about it now every financial advisor out there is using this concept with what they're preaching for the future of retirement plans and what needs to be done so we are getting a lot of questions on both those topics and medicare is another hot one but there are certain areas for sure that people are more concerned about than others well dave that that my time has come and gone i haven't been able to drag this on any longer. I've loved to because it's nice having somebody else to talk to besides my cats and dogs on this journey. But thanks for letting me be here. You're welcome. And I do have one recommendation for you. Please keep an eye out for the, the Boggy Creek Monster. I know you're planning on going through Falk before you get to Georgia. Keep an eye out. Maybe you'll get some pictures. You'll be the next internet sensation because you'll have pictures of that Boggy Creek Monster. That is one thing I'm hoping for. My wife thinks it sounds silly, but I said, oh, just wait till you see the museum. Your heart will change and then you'll be able to understand how cool this, this Boggy Creek Monster is out in Arkansas. Yeah, you're going to have to do some live feed from there. So so everybody can get an experience of what it is. <laughs> Everyone in the world should go there. I went, unfortunately it was closed the day I was there, but we got some good pictures out front with the statues and stuff they have around the property. So next week, Dave, I'm hoping my audio will be as clear as can be and you'll be able to hear everything and uh, maybe more of my cats and dogs. You never know. Sounds good. CR, great to have you. Prosperity Nation, thanks for being with us today. If you are ready to eliminate those risks from your retirement, if you're ready to take action, go to our website, get signed up for the Getting Safely Through Retirement course. We'll be able to show you the 10 top financial risks facing your retirement and give you five amazing strategies you can use to start reducing or eliminating these risks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Prosperity Gap. To further your education in retirement, visit us at theprosperityguy.com.